Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Addict, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We're in for a real treat today, folks, because Nell Minow, the famous movie mom, has returned as our special guest. Now, I ask you, what could be more timely right before Mother's Day than a visit from the movie mom? (laughs) And Nell is one of the most respected film critics working today, and her book about movie weddings is a treasure trove for film fans. So, we've asked her to talk about it because we're entering the wedding season. As you know, May and June always see lots of wedding activity. And adding to the fun, the mad movie man, A.J. Hockery, has agreed to co-host. Nell and A.J. are two of my favorite movie critics, so it's always a pleasure to have them on our show. But when they're here at the same time, it's double the pleasure. So let's bring them on now, ladies first as usual. Nell, welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters. Well, thank you. I'm especially excited because we're talking about one of my favorite topics. Well, it's kind of one of mine too, Nell, and it's so great to have you with, with us. I want you to know how much I enjoyed reading 50 must-see movies, weddings, which we'll be hearing more about in a few minutes. And But I don't want to uh, neglect A.J., the mad movie man, because he's also here. And A.J., thanks for agreeing to co-host today. Anytime, Betty Joe. I'm actually kind of surprised that you asked me to co-host a show about weddings. You know, these concepts of, you know, romance and uh, st- stability in romance, you know, those are kind of out of my realm of uh, realm of thinking, you know, it's kind of like hiring Michael Bay to teach a seminar about subtlety in filmmaking. It's kind of out of my wheelhouse here. <laughs> I, but I'm, well, I'm going to drop it. I'll try and do the best I can. <laughs> I, well, you'll do fine. I, I knew that wedding movies were not, uh, I didn't think they happened to be one of your favorite <laughs> genres, but I know that you're interested in all types of movies, so I'm, I'm so glad that you could make it here today. But before we get into our topic, let's see if Nikki Starr, our producer extraordinaire, is ready to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? Everything's ready. Everything's ready to go. And I'm actually really looking forward to seeing or to hearing what AJ thinks are the best wedding movies. Oh, I can hardly wait to get to that question too, uh, Nikki. I, I I kind of think I know, but but uh, we'll leave it as we'll we'll probably be surprised because he's always uh, surprised us. And uh, Nikki, I think the chat room is open. And we do we do have some guests, right? So uh, yes, our listeners too. can sign in. Could you uh, give them a, just a little tip as to if we have any new listeners, um, what they would need to do to sign in? All you have to do is go to blogtalkradio.com and then click Make an Account, and it takes about two minutes. 
so it takes it takes them back then to the show when right. they when they sign in. So mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not too difficult, and and we do appreciate everyone who signs up for the chat, as and as well as we appreciate all our other listeners. And now on with the show, AJ. Why don't you get the ball rolling with some questions for Nell? <laughs> all right, I'm here, all ready to go. And uh, what better place to start than uh, at the beginning? You know, what uh, what inspired you to uh, compile this uh, list and you know write a book about all about movie weddings? Well, thanks, AJ. I'm uh, actually doing a series. Uh, so I've already done uh, 50 must-see movies with mothers. I did the weddings one, and I've got more coming up, including one, of course, about fathers that will be out for Father's Day, and one about musicians, one about lawyers, one about doctors. And so it's just part of a series. But it was easy to start with weddings because there are just so many movies about weddings and because they fit into every category. You've got comedies, of course, romance, drama. I think you could probably even find a little horror in there, Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a fun place to start. I think we have a, we have a, we're going to have to book you for each one of these. Okay. Each one of these books for Father's Day is it going to be? You say it's going to be out for Father's It'll Day. It'll be out for Father's Day. I'm just finishing it up now. All right, so I'm going to get back in touch with you about a date uh, around Father's Day, and, and we can hear about about that one because I really am hooked on on uh, these books that that you're doing. What a what a great idea! But I, I interrupted. I'm sorry, AJ. I know you you have some more questions. It's all right, uh, uh, Nell. You open your book with the uh, the phrase, you know, "A match made in heaven." Uh, why? And uh, once when you think about weddings, you know, they're very theatrical in presentation. You know, you've got like very small, very uh, personal affairs. Then there's like the huge bashes and all that stuff. It's it's a show no matter what, so it's perfect material for movies. But why do you think mo- uh, weddings and movies are, as you say, a match made in heaven? Well, I think it's because it is really the ultimate drama. They're very theatrical by definition. You've got the audience kind of, you know, the guests are kind of like the audience watching it. And it's really one of life's most cataclysmic events. Um, (laughs) You are a different person coming back down the aisle than you were uh, when you went up the aisle, and uh, and you are making whether you're you know doing it on impulse in Las Vegas or it's a two-year process uh, in featuring bridezillas, it is something that really um, uh, change. It's so it's such a profoundly life-changing event uh, with so many hopes, dreams, and expectations on it that it's just a natural for movies. And then there's another thing: when my husband and I were getting married. Uh, the, we were complaining to him about the pressure we were under from our family to do things their way. Uh, they wanted us to wear shoes, for example. We wanted to be barefoot. And um, and the rabbi said something I thought very profound. He said, uh, funerals bring out the best in people, weddings bring out the worst. And I think that is true in real life, and that also creates for a lot of uh, exciting, very highly cinematic movie moments. I like and that. And we did answer. end up wearing shoes. And you wore shoes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I, I just have to share. Uh, when Larry and I had our first wedding, you know, we had just graduated only a year out of uh, uh, high school, and um, it was it was like a Cecil B. DeMille production, and uh, my side of the family, uh, well, I, I had a grandmother who won. This this was going to be in a church. But I had a grandmother on the other side 
who was a, a rancher from a ranching family, and she wanted um, one of our cousins to yodel. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that would be quite that would be quite cinematic. Well, <laughs> just in my own family, we went to one wedding that was held in a fire hall with a country western band. One that was on the top of a hill in Tuscany. You know, one that was at the Plaza Hotel. The very very traditional. Uh, we've just had we've had everything in our own family. So yeah, and and in movies, you can you can just do it a million different ways. There's also this whole subcategory in movies uh, that is known as the Runaway Bride, which is when you know they're up there, they're about to say I do that big cataclysmic moment that is going to be so profoundly life changing for anything, and then at the very last second something interferes, and that's um, and and that's you know we're talking about the graduate or it happened one night, and that you know is inherently very very dramatic. Um, I don't know if you uh, either of you ever saw a movie called The Baxter. Did you ever see a movie called The Baxter? Yes, no. yes, Michelle Williams. That's right, Michelle Williams and Peter Dinklage is the wedding planner. Uh, from Game of Thrones, and I think it's a very charming movie. Uh, Justin Theroux, who's getting married to Jennifer Aniston, is fantastic in it, and it is about this concept of the the tradition that you know of somebody you know breaking in at the last minute to say to the bride, "No, don't marry him. Marry me. I love you." And they say the guy left behind is called the Baxter, and it's kind of a cute movie. I like oh. it. I'm putting that on my list. I don't know how I missed a, a movie with uh, Michelle Williams. I thought I've seen, seen – I just like like her so much. Oh, so she's I'm wonderful that on my in it. List. She is, yeah. she is fantastic. So real. Yeah, yeah, so real. So even when she's playing Glinda the Good Witch, I mean, she's still real doing that. So. And there's another thing, which is that, that when you're talking about a wedding – you don't have to focus on the bride and groom because everybody involved in a wedding is in the middle of massive drama. And so you can have a wedding, you can have a movie like 16 Candles, which is really about a girl who's being neglected because of her, of the everybody's focusing on the wedding or member of the wedding, which is another which is a more serious movie about a girl who's neglected because the focus is all on the wedding. And you could have a movie like Cousins where they People meet at the wedding because his relative is getting married to her relative, and they fall in love. And so, you know, there's it's not just the bride and groom that have a lot of drama possibilities or romantic possibilities or comic possibilities. And that's why sometimes you have these movies like A Big Wedding, which is out right now, where you have so many different people associated with a wedding having various kinds of crises. Oh, I wish... You hadn't brought that up so soon. <laughs> I, had, I had to. I, I, I think you I, cast I a pall over the rest of the I show. Can't. I went let's to, get it I, out of the way. It's, it's, uh, let's get it out of the way. What a cast. Uh, you know, I never miss a Susan Sarandon film, Robert De Niro, Diane Keaton. I, I, I was just expecting great things, and I almost walked out. Uh, and I never, well, once before I walked out. Before on or after wedding. the barfing scene? Uh, maybe, even before, I think. And that was early <laughs> on. And that was early on. But what kept me there was uh, I knew that we were going to talk about it today on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed through. And my husband gallantly stayed through with me, and my daughter stayed through with me. Yeah. And they shaking their heads all the way through. You know, just it because was, weddings are a great great subject for movies doesn't mean that they're all good there are a lot of bad movies with weddings and and uh, this one was just a complete train wreck and i think what's so painful about it is that it does waste the talents of such fabulously 
extraordinarily talented people. Um, but it was horrible. It was horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. And um, I, I just hate to say that about a, a, a movie. I, I usually can. I know you feel this way too, Nell. You can. I know that AJ likes to say horrible things about movies, but Nell, I know that you usually try to find something positive, and I yeah. tried to find something positive in this. And it came at the end. Well, I was relieved that it was at the end. But Michael Bublé was uh, was, <laughs> was have the last got. dance with me you or know, something like that. You're right. I do try to find something nice to say because that's how my mom raised me. And even though I'm a critic, I you know I can usually find something to to like. Except there's one really for me one unforgivable sin in a movie, and that is when the movie itself is cynical about its audience and and I think has contempt for the audience. And I think this movie really did. I don't think anybody associated with it was proud of what they were doing. Uh, well said. Well said. So. So, dear listeners, um, if we have uh, if we have offended you, um, you liked a big you liked a big wedding. Um, just realize that uh, that uh, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, I that. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Well, Nell, what one of the things I liked about this book, I liked so many things about your book, but the way you um, you divided up how you how you listed the weddings, and mm-hmm. you have a section on proposals, and then yep. you have a section on wedding planning, and then you have a section on weddings and receptions. So it all begins, of course, with the proposal. Yes. And um, you, you had some very interesting films that you talked about in that section, but which ones are your uh, favorite in that category, and why? Well, I like, uh, you know, as we talked about sort of the bait-and-switch category where the bride ends up marrying somebody else, you got in Moonstruck you have two different people proposing to share in very opposite ways, two brothers, uh, Danny Aiello and Nicolas Cage. And so I like that because the proposals kind of bookend the movie and uh, and they're both great in their own way. But my all-time favorite wedding proposal in a movie is from – one of the great neglected gems. I can't recommend this movie too highly. I love it. And that's Ball of Fire, directed by Howard Hawks, written by Billy Wilder. It just doesn't get any better than that with uh, Gary Cooper and um, and Barbara Stanwyck. And he is a professor in that, and she's a showgirl. So he's very, very, very educated. And she is, I guess we would today say, street smart. And he goes to perform proposed to her and what's really striking about this movie is that Billy Wilder was not a native English speaker he came to the United States to escape the Nazis and had to learn English and there's a great love of language in this movie Uh, and he gives her a ring inscribed with a reference to a quote from Shakespeare that is so swooningly romantic and wonderful and it's just that uh, that's probably my all-time favorite movie proposal oh my gosh that film is one of my favorites yeah. And what did the what did what was inside the ring? What, what was, was inside the ring was he just had had the notation for a line from Richard the 3rd and the line is um take this ring which encircles thy finger the way thy chest encircles my heart take both of them for both of them are thine. Wow. Ooh, sigh. <laughs> That's pretty great. That is really I love that movie and uh have, have you seen that one, AJ? I have. It's been a couple years, but I do remember really liking it. I was in a big Barbara Stanwyck kick back then because I remember I saw that and The Lady Eve, like back to back. Two of my all time favorites. They're both in my top ten. 
Yeah, they, the, the both of them are worth revisiting sometime mm-hmm. soon. It's like I said, it's been a while, but I did really like both of those. Good. Those are great, uh, great fav- favorites, and I you, you did uh, list uh, many films in that uh, category that I I really feel uh, belong there. Emma, I thought that was yeah. I thought that was just great. Love Actually. Uh, Meet me in St. Louis without love. There, that's a Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. That's a and, great one. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the way you the way you uh, comment on each of these films, I just appreciate it so much. And you you pick out what is the important thing in in each of the films, and I really did uh, enjoy the way the way that you did that. And then you go into wedding planning movies. Right. And uh, oh, that's what a rich category that is. <laughs> yeah, because movies. again, there's there's enormous potential for drama, and uh, you have, you know, a, a really a, an underrated movie, a wonderful movie called A Catered Affair with Betty Davis and Debbie Reynolds in very uncharacteristic performances, uh, in a very gritty naturalistic drama about a couple that are engaged and. For some reason, the mother just really gets all uh, involved in wanting to make it a much bigger and more expensive um, event than than uh, than the the young, very practical-minded young woman can afford. And it's really an extremely good um, movie. And then you know you've got wild comedies too, like um, Father of the Bride, both versions of Father of the Bride, Bridesmaids. Um, and uh, I Love You, Man. It's another one that's kind of a run-up to a wedding. Yes, and and uh, you left out, uh, I think, the one that's my favorite, Bridesmaids. Yeah, no, I just mentioned that. Yeah, Bridesmaids, yeah, that is, that oh. is definitely an instant classic. Oh, I, I just, when I think of that scene where the the uh, her, her two friends are having this little challenge over who knows her, Knows Who the knows her best? Only a woman I, would have written that that way, I think. And that's what's so fun about that movie is that we've seen women written from a male point of view for so many decades in the history of movies, and it's really nice that we're now getting a female point of view. And, in fact, speaking of weddings, I interviewed yesterday the director of a new film with about a wedding, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called uh, Fill the Void. It's an uh, Israeli film about an ultra-Orthodox family, and um, and uh, it is uh, it is excellent, too, but it, very much from a woman's point of view. It's really nice to see that. And the name is Silver Void, so we'll, fill, we'll look fill, fill the Void. Fill oh. the Void. We'll we'll look forward to to that one, and um, the I thought in the uh, catered affair I haven't seen it for a while, but it was an unusual role for Debbie Reynolds, yes. I think. Yes. Uh, she kind and, of and unusual for everybody involved. Unusual for, for Gore Vidal adapted the screenplay. Rod yeah. Taylor, you think of him in these very sophisticated roles, and it's really just beautiful performances from everybody. I thought so. I, again, I haven't seen it in a long time. So, uh, that's why I enjoy so much um, hearing you talk about these because it makes me want to see some of these movies uh, over Good. and over again. But, A.J., what did you think of Bridesmaids? 
Bridesmaids, you know, when I saw that in the theater, I was the only guy there. There was probably about <laughs> maybe like a, a dozen, like maybe like 15 other women there, and I was laughing harder than any of them. Like that movie really surprised me. And yeah. back when uh, my video store was still open and Bridesmaids came out and guys were all like, oh, I don't want to see this chick flick, man. I'm like, oh, you watch. Just you <laughs> wait. It is so hysterical. And it doesn't have anything to do with if you're a guy or a girl. Like, just the situations are hilarious, and the performances are dead on, and the writing was just really spot on and funny. So, like, if you, like, I, I just thought it was a great surprise, and I love that movie. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And you weren't the only one that didn't want to go see it. Now, my husband takes me to every movie. There's no question about it. But when he saw the previews to Bridesmaids, he says, I'm passing on that. And so I had to talk my daughter into taking me to see that when it, when it opened up. And uh, she and I came home, and we were still laughing on the way home. And we just, he couldn't believe it. And when um, we got the uh, screener for it, at the end of the year, you know, for your consideration, he went crazy over that movie. <laughs> and he he said it was the best movie of the year, <laughs> so that's the way it has. It, uh, men and women have have really loved that uh, that and, movie. So. And I just want to say, after all the nice things I said about the female point of view, my favorite character in the movie was Chris O'Dowd. I thought oh, he was fabulous. That's Irish cop. Yeah, he was wonderful, and he's got a new uh, series coming up on, on, H- on HBO. Yeah, the and Family also I Tree. hope you saw him in the Sapphires because he was great in that too. It hasn't played here. I, okay, I'm we'll definitely have to wait and, keep a keep a lookout. I will because I think he really has the potential to be a big star, and he's he's just so delightful. That's one of my favorite characters on screen ever is the Irish cop that he that he played. So. Yeah, he was fantastic. Fantastic. Well, then we get to um, weddings and receptions. That's the big. That's the big category. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we really get the stuff. And yeah. uh, you had some interesting entries in your book uh, in that category. But which ones were your favorites in in that category, and why? Well, one of my favorites is in one of my favorite films, "The Best Years of Our Lives," and that's a very, very simple, very small wedding. I don't think there are more than 20 guests. And it's Harold Russell, who the real-life actor, as as well as his character, lost his hands in World War II and has really had to go through a lot to get to a point where he felt that he could open up his life to the girl, literally the girl next door that he was engaged to. And it's an incredibly touching, beautiful, very Norman Rockwell kind of wedding that is deepened as we look at the people, the characters we've come to know and see how it is affecting them. We see the married couple, Frederick March and Myrna Loy, and how I think any married couple, when you go to a wedding, if you if you if you have a wonderful relationship, every wedding you go to, you kind of sort of remarry your, each other because it it just makes you all a part of this sort of big married world, and you you see them sort of 
understanding how how meaningful that is for them. And then you also see uh, Dana Andrews and Teresa Wright, who would like to be married to each other, and uh, and recognizing how much they want to be in the position of this couple that's getting married. And so I think it's extremely well staged and and just beautiful and very touching and a, a great way to to end it. And then to go in a completely other category, I'll just mention one more, and then we can talk about them. Uh, and that is Diner, which is another one of my absolute favorite movies, yeah. and that ends with a wedding. Now, we never see the bride. We never see her face. This is definitely a movie from the male perspective with wonderful, wonderful chemistry between the fantastic male cast based on the actual memories of uh, the guy who who wrote it. And uh, the bride has to pass a trivia test on the Baltimore Colts before he'll even yeah. marry her. And it's just hilarious. And, and the wedding reception and the wedding scene is just really well done. The whole movie is building up to it, and it's just it's just perfect. And it's also on, I think, New Year's Day, uh, 1960. So a whole new decade is beginning, and uh, and you, we know a lot about what's in store for these characters. They don't know. And I just thought that was really well done. It was. I saw it on um, television just about a month ago, and I had forgotten how good Diner was. And that whole thing about that poor lady who had to pass that uh, trivia the test, test. Yeah. was it was just it was absolutely that's true love. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely true love. Yeah. Did you see Diner, AJ? I actually did see that for the first time last year, and I was. I was actually kind of let down by it. Like, it, it had its kind of funny part, but it kind of crossed the threshold of, like, oh, these kind of oafish man-children characters are kind of amusing. It kind of crossed over into the, okay, these are stupid idiots, and I want to stop watching them as soon as I can. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like 50-50. It's like, ha that was funny, and then, oh, please end this now. <laughs> yeah, well, you're lucky that you weren't growing up during the 50s. I think it's important to mention that, you know, I talked about Diner, about how the whole movie is building up to the wedding, but there are a lot of movies, amazing number I I discovered as I was researching this book, amazing number that start with a wedding because it's a great way to meet all the characters. And, of course, you couldn't have a better example of that than The Godfather. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you can introduce them. Yeah, you yeah. can just, you know, the the characters are are introduced and Yeah, I, you just think about how quickly you get to know who Sonny is, uh who Michael is as he brings his girlfriend Diane Keaton to see the family for the first time. Sonny of course going off having sex with the bridesmaid and uh and you you see the the guests there and how they are interacting with the bride's father and uh it's uh very interesting to me that at the end of Godfather 2 where do we end up with a flashback to the that very same bride and groom meeting for the first time right it uh, that's yeah. that's a wonderful wonderful example and i i was just so happy to see in that category um, the Mamma Mia. At yeah. least uh, we have a musical. I know yeah. AJ loved that. <laughs> AJ loved Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, We've I just watched another one. another musical with with a wedding, and that is the musical remake of Philadelphia Story: High Society with uh, Bing Crosby right. and Frank Sinatra doing their only duet. And uh, and uh, with uh, Louis Armstrong, and uh, and so that's a really good one. Um, I want to mention another one where, and that is a, a, what I consider a neglected movie, and that's Houseboat with Cary Grant and Sophia Loren. 
because yeah. I like the fact that the wedding in that one is not the end. Yes, you know, we you know, you think as this is a romantic comedy and as soon as they get married that'll be the end of the movie, but he's a widower with three children and the movie is one of the very few that says, you know what, it's not over then. Now you gotta win over the kids to this idea. Exactly. And, and so I like that. The other thing about that scene is that first of all, Sophia Loren is unbelievably beautiful. And in real life, Cary Grant proposed to her the night before they were going to film that scene, and she turned him down. So imagine what was going through their heads as they were filming that wedding scene after she said she wouldn't marry him in real life. Oh, that's an interesting bit of uh, inside information. Uh, I I also um, was was glad that you had on your list the uh, father of the bride, especially the one with... uh, uh, Steve Martin, because a lot of people you know, kind of downplay that, uh, comparing it to uh, Spencer Tracy. But I loved the fact that they gave so much uh, camera time to Martin Short as the wedding yeah, planner. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's great as, as Frank. The wedding and both planner. of those versions, of course, they're really they're both they're good. Really, I do recommend both of them. Uh, and Kimberly I, I, Williams is a lovely bride. Um, and then a movie that has really been. Uh, forgotten about but that I really love is Lovers and Other Strangers which is really if anybody remembers it at all now they remember it because the song won an Oscar and it, for all and we know for all we know and you hear that at a lot of weddings but the but if in in a way I guess I would go back to The Big Wedding and say that this is a movie that did everything right that The Big Wedding did wrong this is a movie about a big wedding and two families coming together, and there is every possible kind of conflict and drama. In fact, Diane Keaton, in one of her very earliest roles, is in this movie as a uh, somebody who's got to tell her family that, that she and her husband are separating. So everybody's there's a lot going on, and there are single people who are trying to get together with other single people. There are married people who are trying to get together with other married people that they're not married to. A lot is happening in this very, very big cast, really well done. And um, there's a wonderful scene there where a where B, I think it's B. Arthur is explaining what she thinks love is. That is hilarious and sad, and really definitely worth a look. I, I'm going to have to take a look at that again because it has been so long since I saw it. I do remember that I liked it, and I'm very very happy that you had uh, one of my favorites on that list, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. I that's, love that because I, I got such a kick out of all the disasters that were happening. The, the invitations uh, were yes. not correct. Right, right. <laughs> the and bride she, wakes the, up with a big zip on her face. Yes, no, I thought I, that is a wonderful, wonderful movie. And one thing that I tried to do is show that not every movie with a wedding has got a, you know, a, a waspy church wedding that you have a lot of variety there. So I included movies like Monsoon Wedding, which is, I think, a brilliant, brilliant film, and Bend It Like Beckham, which has a fantastic wedding scene, and um, Jumping the Broom. And, you know, so I like a lot of, you know, I like to get a peek at the way different religions, different cultures have weddings. Now, um, I haven't seen Jumping the Broom, but um, that was one that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Jumping the Broom. Well, Jumping the Broom, the title comes from an African-American custom that goes back to the slave era and is still practiced by some African-Americans that the bride and groom jump 
over a broom. And this is another one of those big weddings where uh, the families have a lot of conflicts. She's from a very upper class, very wealthy family. He's from a very lower middle class family. They have not met before the wedding. The, the two of them have come together very quickly. And so there's a lot of stuff. Again, once again, you've got single people trying to get together with other single people, married people uh, who may be straying and uh, certainly have stressed relationships, fantastic cast, including Angela Bassett and uh, Broadway star Brian Stokes Mitchell. And, mm. um, and so I think, it's, I think it's very well done. So that's one for us definitely to, uh, to put on our list. Have you seen that, A.J.? That I haven't. I did, I did uh, see the – I remember seeing the cover and thing, and that was a pretty good cast. I really like Angela Bassett, but no, I haven't gotten around to seeing that one yet. I'm not well, sure that that would be one for you, AJ. <laughs> I, I know when I'm when I'm looking at the potential, like you know, best wedding movies list and worst movies list. Like the worst is winning out on a pretty large ratio. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, well, which one? What, which one would be the worst? Oh God, uh, where, where do I start? There's like so many of them. Like Twenty Seven Dresses was awful. Bride Wars was god awful. Mamma Mia, was I, horrible. Yeah. Mamma Mia, I really hate with a passion. <laughs> Mamma Mia, Mia is one of the few movies like I I never given up on a movie in the theater because it was bad. I always stick them through. Mamma Mia was one where in the first five minutes. I told myself there is nothing this movie can do to make me care about it. And I was right. I just sat there stone-faced for two hours. And there was a more obscure, kind of more obscure one uh, that I really disliked called uh, Tony and Tina's Wedding, based off of, like, you know, the interactive uh, stage right, show. Right, play, yeah. yeah. That didn't translate did with, to screen at all. Yeah, and with Mila Kunis, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, two hours of really loud, screechy Italian stereotypes. This isn't going to get old <laughs> at all. Uh, like the best part of the movie was like because it's all presented as a wedding video and right at the very beginning are ads for like restaurants and stuff and I thought that was the funniest part about the movie but yeah for the most part wedding movies are not my cup of tea (laughs) no I'm glad I missed that one though but what what would you consider the worst wedding movies you've seen uh, now well I think a big wedding has to be has to be in there. That's it. Yeah, that yeah. that would be in my list. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I don't. I can't even think of anything that would would compare would touch with it. it. Yeah, it was it was so bad. But but uh, going back to the positive, I I was so happy when I got um, so much response on Facebook from my friends. Uh, I had asked, "What's your favorite wedding?" And oh, uh, here are some here are some of the suggestions. Nancy Lombardo, who by the way is in the chat room, she's a very funny lady who's the host Hi, of Nancy. comedy. Comedy Concepts on uh, Blog Talk Radio, wonderful show. She suggested, I, she said the wedding, but I think she meant a wedding. That's and I oh, think the Robert Altman said, movie. Cast Robert Altman movie, and yeah. I I just that's on my list as as a favorite. And then Olivia Wilder, another host, wonderful host here on Blog Talk Radio, had my best friend's wedding and Steel Magnolias, which we haven't talked Steel about. Steel Magnolias is in my book. Um, that's another one where you get to really meet all the characters at a wedding at the beginning. And, of course, that's, you know, that's one of the great crying movies of all time. And I love in that movie where Julia Roberts talks about her, her, color, her signature colors, blush and bashful, pink and pink. I- Exactly. 
friends. And I, I'm so glad somebody mentioned my best friend's wedding because I loved love that one because of that sing along they had at the restaurant. That's the, where the Rupert, best scene in the movie is the is the lobster sing along. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Rupert Everett starts singing, uh, yeah. "Say a little prayer." For, That's <laughs> say right. a little prayer for you, and then the whole restaurant, everybody in the restaurant joins in. It's it made it worth made it worth seeing, and and then Laura, um, film critic Laura Clifford, who's going to be our uh, one of our guests next week, she said the original, and I probably won't pronounce this right. La Cage Fall is that? Yeah. Did I? La Cage uh, Fall. Yeah, yes. Well, that yes, definitely. That's that's uh, definitely good choice. I thought that that was. I I did. I like the 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 original. And then Mac Bates, another film critic who will be with us next week, had a long list: four weddings and a funeral. Yay! Because yeah. I love that one. That's too. on my private. Private Benjamin. I I don't. Oh, I that begins remember. with a wedding. That doesn't go very well. <laughs> so that yeah. so that's one. Yeah. And Pritzi's honor. Oh, good one. <laughs> that's a good choice, isn't it? Yeah. And Steel Magnolias again. So that yeah. seems to be a big favorite. Yeah. And then a, a Father of the Bride, the one with Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth yeah. Taylor. And then he he mentioned Inner Space. And Ooh. I don't re, um I ha, I haven't seen that or I've That's I've a great movie. The, is that a great one to put on our list? And then yeah. Muriel's Wedding. Now Muriel's Wedding is is on your uh, list yeah. of, of must-see Tony Collette, movies. right? Yeah. Australian movie. And yeah. then Wacko Bob, um, this morning on his show on Blog Talk Radio, which is a great show, uh, suggested The Sound of Music. That's in uh, the book. Because, yes, that's in the book, the great... Uh, great so, wedding scene there. So thank you very much to all the Facebook friends who who sent in sent in these. And um, Be- I Betty I have- Joe, I, I have by Betty Joe, I have one that uh, no one's mentioning. You're talking about all these great wedding movies, and I haven't heard Wreck uh, Three Genesis mentioned, the sequel to the Spanish horror movie, which is at a wedding, and you got rabid zombie outbreak, and the bride and groom are separated and have to chop through infected zombies and stuff to get back to each other and prove their love for one another. There yeah, you I'm go. That That's a great wedding sequel. movie. Saving that um, one for the sequel to my book. There you go. <laughs> All right. No, All I'm right. kidding. I've never seen it. Thank you very much. That's a good suggestion, AJ. That is um, a good. That is a good suggestion. But I, um, my husband wanted me to bring this one up, and um, I, I'm so glad that uh, that Nancy mentioned uh, the Robert Altman. Altman yes, movie uh, because there's 48 characters in that oh, and you've yeah. you've almost got to know all of them. I thought it was just a fabulous social satire. But my husband said that very bad things was his favorite <laughs> movie. Nice. And, That's kind of a bachelor party movie. Yeah, bachelor party with and then he likes Cameron Diaz as the psycho bride and I remember her and that that was I that wasn't a movie that I cared for that much but he he loved it and he remembers it to this day and um but I was wondering what when you were talking about the worst wedding movies what do you, what do you think about Bachelorette starring Kristen Dunst that movie was awful and I love everybody in it and I just watched it with my jaw hanging open because it was trying very hard to be bridesmaids and they were such they, they missed like the key element of bridesmaids which is that in in bachelorette they were such horrible horrible people 
that you just couldn't stand spending any time with them. I wanted to take a shower after watching that movie. Yeah, I felt the same way. It was very mean spirited. Uh, I, 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 I and it had, it like had I, such a great cast. I love everybody in it. Yes, I was very, very disappointed in that, and um, it, it didn't. Uh, there wasn't supposed to be a comedy, and there wasn't one. You know, they made one, the cast of girls look like nuns. Exactly. <laughs> it was that bad. It was definitely that. Yeah, it's a very yeah. big, big disappointment. I think that's why it didn't really get much of a release. I think you're right, and and I'm I'm glad that it didn't because I don't think people should be exposed uh, to uh, to a movie like that with uh, great people in it and and not and then and then kind of embarrassing themselves for being in a in a movie like that. But I well, my goodness, I haven't we haven't had time to check with the with Nikki about the chat room, but I I do see that we've had a lot of guests that have come in uh, who haven't identified themselves, but we also have, I've mentioned Comedy Concepts, and we, we, have, the Steve, we have Steve Mendoza from the Steve Mendoza Show. He has a show, a very, very funny show here on Blog Talk Radio also. So I want to thank all the people who have um, signed in to chat and who have, who have come in to join with us in celebrating uh, the 50 must-see weddings, must-see wedding movies. I can't believe how fast the time has gone by. Nell, yes. thank you for being such a terrific guest again today. You always make the time go by so fast. But well, thank we... you, and I want to say a very special and very heartfelt a special thank you to AJ because I know this is a little outside your wheelhouse and you've been a really good sport. <laughs> Anytime, Nell. <laughs> well said. But now before we close... Now, tell our listeners where they can uh, order a copy of uh, 50 Must See Wedding Movies as well it's as on your Amazon other for 99 cents. Oh, you can't beat what that. A, what a bargain. What a bargain. I I just encourage our listeners to um to do that and um I haven't I haven't read all of your books yet, but I'm I'm certainly going to do that after reading this one that I love so much about movies. And don't forget, listeners, you can read Nell's reviews on beliefnet.com or just go to www.moviemom.com. And I don't want to forget to mention that the Mad Movie Man has a very wonderful blog where he talks about movies. And I'm going to say it right this time. I believe it's Cine... No, I don't, I'm not going to say it right. Go ahead, AJ. Tell the people where you, where they can read your movies. All right, you can re- read my reviews at Cineslice, that's C-I-N-E-S-L-I-C-E dot WordPress dot com. Uh, just the other day I posted my review of The Swarm, the awful Killer Bee movie from the 70s, and I got some uh, good reviews coming in the next couple of days, so read up and check in and hope you enjoy it. Well, I encourage everyone to go over to uh, AJ's blog because uh, he really writes very, very entertaining reviews and very candid reviews. It's been such fun to have Nell and AJ back together on Movie Attic Headquarters, but time to wrap things up now. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring today's episode as one of the staff picks. 
Really appreciate that. Thanks to Nikki for everything she does to help make sure the show goes on. Thanks again to Nell and AJ, as well as our chatters and listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for our summer movie preview featuring distinguished film critics Mac Bates. R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. In keeping with our romantic theme of weddings today, here's Brian Ferry to take us out with one of the most romantic songs ever included on film. Remember this A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by And when two lovers woo They still say I love you On that you can rely No matter what the future brings As time goes by Moonlight and love songs Never out of day Hearts full of passion Jealousy and hate Woman needs man, and man must have his name that no one can deny. It's still the same old story, a fight for love and glory, a case of do or die. The world will always welcome lovers as time. It's still the same old story I fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world